Hello and welcome to episode 227 of the Punter Podcast. I'm Chris Barnett. We can look forward to a couple of Group 3 races at Sandown, both the Solario Stakes and the Atalanta Stakes. They take place on Saturday afternoon with the five furlong Beverly Bullet, the feature race in Yorkshire. Chester is the venue for the third TV meeting of the day. As always, City AM Racing Editor Bill Esdale previews the best of Saturday's racing action. So, Bill, we look forward to this weekend's action. Three meetings for us to whiz through. Sandown, Chester and Beverly. We'll look at the best of the action at all three of those meetings. Uh, and the weather, it's, it's been sort of settled for the past few days. I think it's good to firm at the moment as we record on Friday at Sandown. But you were saying that maybe a bit of rain expected there, which they weren't due to get. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I believe it's raining quite hard this morning. It's just a, like a off heavy shower. Um, I mean, we seem to have had the same shower here. It's still, still raining quite heavily. So, um, everyone was kind of banking on very fast ground at Sandown, but I'm just not so sure. I mean, we're recording this at 9 30 in the morning. I think they might get a fair bit more rain. I'm, I'm working on the basis of kind of good ground, maybe a bit softer. Um, I think it'll take the sting out of the ground. Um, but the weather's kind of set fair tomorrow, but, uh, I think they might get a fair bit of rain there this morning. So once again, you know, watch the going sticks, um, carefully mm. because I will go forecast carefully because it can make a big difference. A little bit of a quiet weekend as well this weekend, isn't it? Of course, next weekend, we've got big racing in Ireland and up at Haydock as well. Bit of sunny weather, hopefully as well next week. Yeah, the heat wave. <laughs> heat wave. Just, yeah, when the, days. just when the kids go back to school for everyone. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. You know, next weekend's going to be big, isn't it? It's going to be and fascinating to see some of those horses that we followed throughout the season back out in action again. Yeah, it's 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 a good weekend. Next weekend, so it's obviously Irish Champions Weekend and and Hayley up Sprint Cup, and you get to see Shaquille back out again. Yeah. So this is always the kind of you've got to have um, quieter weekends en route and. Um, yeah, this is definitely a, a one of those quieter ones, and um, yeah, still still good, good enough racing at Sandown and Chester and and Beverly. Um, this time last year, was King of Stars was running in the Beverly Bullet, so yeah, um, sadly no, um, sadly no run this season. But um, yeah, it's a it's a good, a good weekend. He led for a long way in the Beverly Bullet last year, didn't he? He did let let him down. That's the story. He did do that quite a lot last season. Yeah. Let, let him to halfway, and then after you kind of. But no, it's one of those. It's a shame he's not there this week. I think last year's winners in there again uh, this year. We'll have a look at the Beverly yeah. Bullet later on. So uh, memories for you to think of King of Stars, who did his job last year. Couldn't quite get. He finished third, so he did run a, a good race, didn't he? But uh, hopefully he'll be back with us soon out on the course. We're going to start then at Sandown on Saturday. And they begin at 150 with a seven furlong handicap. We've got uh, 11 going to post here. The likes of recent winners, Amber Island for David Lochnane. He's got James Doyle in the saddle. That was a winner at uh, Leicester. Tough enough for James Tate and Ross Ryan, also a recent winner. Course and distance, in fact. That was uh, just about 23 days ago. Indemnify goes for Alice Haynes and Lyndon B for John Flint. He doesn't have many winners, but he does throw a few surprises in sometimes. So a little bit of a tricky opener for you, Bill. 
Yeah, tricky, tricky opener. And I have been quite keen on Lyndon B. His horse I put up a few weeks ago at Newbury was a non-runner uh, when the rain came. He, he's just really well handicapped on, he was good second to Rainbow Fire off of 87 um, this time last year. Um, Newbury next weekend kind of thing on the calendar. And um, he's, well, two weekends time. Um, so he's, is due to come back into form. But the key with him is fast ground. And if it stays fast, Lyndon B is definitely of interest. Um, but he just doesn't like the word S in the going description. And every time there's soft or good to soft or whatever, he just doesn't seem to fire on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. So um, I'd probably give Lyndon B a swerve. I thought Tough Enough was probably the most likely winner here uh, for James Tate, Russell Ryan, three-year-old, up to a mark of 91, but won two of his last three, one at Sandown, one on good to soft ground if the rain does come. He's four pounds higher, but he won in the style of a horse that appreciated the step up. That was his first go at seven, appreciated the step up in trip. Seems to be getting better. Um, that's three of his last four he's won. Um, and uh, yeah, if you watch two starts back, he was running in that big heritage handicap with our old friend Quinault and Millstream has been out one at high grade since start 30s come out and one executive decision one out uh, Goodwood and then then comes t- tough enough in six. So that was a very good race. And I just think he's one of these improving three year olds. And um, I think he, I, I'd like to keep him on side. Uh, handles cut. I thought four to one was very fair. So I, I'd stick with tough enough in the opener. He doesn't need cut, does he? Because he's one on gutter firm at Windsor, so he's pretty much, you know, solid for either condition on Saturday. Yeah, very versatile. Um, he's by showcasing, but it was just there was a bit of cut in the ground um, mm. at Sandown last time, and he handled it. And it's just um, if the rain does get into the ground, it shouldn't bother him. So, yeah, yeah I think I, I think he's um, I think he's a fair enough bet for the one. Okay, the first of the Group Threes on Saturday at Sandown is uh, two twenty-five. It's a mile, the Atalanta Stakes for fillies and mares. And we've got the likes of Coppies going for the Gosdens. And that's one of the Genmont fillies. She's by Kingman, won a couple at uh, Newcastle. And then to Royal Ascot, she won the Sandringham, that Philly Sandy camp. Heredia goes for Richard Hannon, who was um, a really good winning last time out. She won a listed race up at Haydock by almost four lengths, beating Purple Pay. Midnight Mile for Richard Farhey. Potter Pova, who hasn't won since winning this race last year for Sir Michael Stout, Ryan Moore, chiefly park colours. Sir Michael Stout, to the, the, the stable form, has he recovered? He seems to have had a few disappointments in the last few weeks. Is the stable just a little bit out of form at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I keep reading that. I mean, it's his... It's... Last four runners have finished second or first, so um, I'd like to be that out of form. But I know they're supposedly a bit under weather, and Nostrum was another one who ran bad. And yeah, I mean, Potapova was very good in this race last year, and there's no reason to think why she shouldn't bounce back. So obviously, you know, conditions set to suit. Um, she obviously peaks at this this time of year. Coppice was thrown in the deep end last time um, and didn't run too bad in the Falmouth um, in a muddling kind of race, but. She was in against kind of Nashwas and Remarques and horses like that. So yeah. um, she was in at the deep end. But, you know, she still beat Random Harvest and Prosperous Voyage and Never Ending Story. So it wasn't a, t- a terrible run at all by any stretch of imagination. Um, whether she wants um, the rain is questionable um, with her. 
Uh, Nibras Angels, two from two. She's a three-year-old. We we don't really know how good she is, but um, she's been thrown in at the deep end. Um, three-year-olds have a good record in the race. Um, may not have won it last year uh, when Potapova won it, but they, they previously won it with the likes of kind of Saffron Beach and Lavender's Blur and Voracious one here and Persuasive before that. So um, they, they, they tend to take advantage of the weight allowance. Um, I was prepared to kind of swing at one at a bigger price here, and that's Queen for You, the Gosden second string, uh, with pieces on for the first time. She's a she's a three-year-old who won really well at Ascot first time out and <laughs> was just touched off at York. And um, I don't know quite what went on, but the, Gosden thought she was good enough to throw her into the the, the coronation stakes, you know, group one, um, off just the two runs. And um, she was keen. She was outpaced out the back. Um she was better than that. Might not want to the ground rattling fast either. And um, took her to York next time, back end of July. And I don't think she stayed a mile and a quarter that day. She kind of travelled out the back, and then when Ralph Hamlin pressed the button, she just didn't pick up. But I think she, she's better than that. And I think she's slightly forgotten Philly in this race. Uh, all eyes are drawn to Coppice, and I just thought this Queen for you might run well with pieces on for the first time. Um, She's around, she can get 13 to 2. Um, she might be bigger. Um, I just think that's probably the way to play it. I don't think it's a terrific renewal. Um, it's good old friends like Heredia in there, but I just thought Queen for You getting the weight was probably the bet at kind of 13 to 2. Dropping back down in trip, she could be very interesting on Saturday. Very interesting selection. Good. Uh, three o'clock, mile and a quarter. It's a handicap. Bigger field here, 14. I'm surprised at looking at the betting and last couple of days, Eagles Way was a little bit bigger than it is at the moment. It's one of the favourites here for Smart Prescott. Shane Kelly's on board. Ran up a sequence in the good old fine style of the old days for Smart with four wins all over 10 furlongs. Then was second at Yarmouth and then beaten quite well beaten at Goodwood uh, in the handicap there. Luke Morris rode so far. Shane Kelly, as I say. On Saturday, Texan Lord Protector for the very much informed Rafe Beckett team who uh, had a win over 10 furlongs at uh, Sandown on the 8th of July. Dual Identity and Garzi's in there. The King's got Educator in there for William Haggis, who's got Ryan Moore booked for him, son of a deep impact. In- interesting. Uh, Staywell's also in there as well. But uh, Eagle's Way, you know, the old days where Samark could. Roll up five, six, seven wins. They're difficult to do these days, but he managed to get four out of this one in a row. He surprises short as he is at the moment. Yeah, I mean, it's he, he's he ran he ran pretty well um, at Yarmouth on that first on that race in league night when he was second to Cumulus Nimbus first time up after a bit of a break, and then wasn't disgraced at Goodwood. Um, Still a favourite in a massive Goodwood handicap. It's up three pounds higher, but. You know whether he's he can resume winning ways. I mean, having rattled off that sequence last year, um, you know, it's just a question of whether whether he's still well handicapped. I mean, that first win at Brighton was off a mark of sixty-seven, and here he is, thirty-two pounds higher. So, um, look, he, he's he's only a four-year-old. He's biking on Eagles. He he's got improvement, but you know, nine stone ten trap fourteen wouldn't be for me off off a kind of career high mark. I'd be prepared to kind of take him on. Um, there's a few, I mean, Lord Protector just like, like Sandown runs well here. Um, Stable's in great form. 
Um, Garzi's the kind of William Haggis, Tom Marcond. Just it's a bit of a cliff horse for so many. Um, you know, just looking looking back back through him. You know, when he was going back to York last year, when it sent a four to one favourite for the Evil. You know, and he kind of he just hasn't done his thing since he finished last that day, and um, we've only seen him four times since, and he's not beaten many home in those four runs. So, um, look, he's if he can return to to what he showed previously, then great. But he's you know kind of four pounds lower. He's off a mark of ninety nine. I just I, I, I still want to see more from him before I jump in there. Um, I fancy dual identity here. I think he's a strong fancy here, around seven to one. William Knight's horse um, for the Kennet Valley Syndicates. He is just coming back to the boil. And don't forget, this time last year, he was second to protagonist off 86, so just a one pound lower mark. Um, that was a great run that day. Um, and in about, but yeah, back in August last year, uh, then went on to finish third in the Cambridgeshire. Uh, it hasn't quite fired to that level this season, but there was definitely um, plenty to like about his run two starts back in the, in the Royal Hunt Cup. He got in as a reserve and he just kind of, he ran far better. He was second of second in a big group of his, of his group, finished 12th overall, but he was the wrong side. And then just showed something at Goodwood um, in the beginning of, of last month uh, in that golden mile. Now, everyone knows you need to be drawn low there and he got trapped 20 which was never going to make it easy from the back but just he just started to pass a few horses later on for his 11th i thought he was definitely interesting that was off a mark of 89 handicap has dropped him a couple of pounds um marco Gianni takes the ride i just think he's set to run really well so dual identity is my main selection around sevens i think he'll go really well um and the other one i'm just going to have a, a kind of <laughs> unit each way on uh is the top one a certain lad He's around 14 or 16 to one. Um, he's just shaping like a horse that's about to bounce back. Um, he's off to off a mark of 101 now. Um, and with George Bass taking three pounds off, he's in essence back to 98, which is the mark that he was to, you know, he hasn't run off that since 2019. Um, don't forget that, you know, he was 12th in the Cambridge for running off 112. So um, he, he's had some, real high ratings in the, in the past this fellow and he's just beginning to come back a bit showed a bit at Yarmouth last time um, whether today will be his day I don't know but I just want to be with him because I think he's got the class and the ability to bounce back in a race like this so I will take those two I'll take dual identity um, and I will take certain lad at kind of 13 to 2, 7 to 1 Loads of form to go on in the 3 o'clock for Bill to study not so much form in the 3.38 just showing how flexible our industry is by not making it 340. It's the second group three, the Solario Stakes, run over seven furlongs for two-year-olds. Only a small field due to turn up on Saturday. So two-year-olds, they haven't had a lot of form to go on. The likes of Star Law won his only start for Sir Michael Stout at uh, Sandown over course and distance. Ryan Moore rides, Ablan for Charlie Appleby, who won his only start at Newmarket over seven. Mortlake won one of two. He won over seven at Leicester for Rafe Beckett. Devil's Point won at Force Lass over seven and a half. Carulian Bay has won both of his races for David O'Mara. And Inish Fallon for Brian Meehan brings up the uh, field here 
He's won one of four so far. Not a lot to go on two roll races with one race, possibly two to look at. How did you see it? Yeah, I think just going back to your earlier point, ridiculous they can't call this the 340. One earth would you call a race the 338? <laughs> I just don't get, I don't get it. Particularly when you've got the the option of going 335 or 340. You know, you don't have to go off exactly on that time. They're never going to go off at 338 anyway, but it just devalues it. It's just a, it's just a, a really strange decision. That I just, I just the don't get it. The rest of the timings are all on the app, on the minute, aren't they? Like 410, 445, 520. So it's not like they change. It's just the one race that goes off at an odd number. I mean, it's one of the only two group races on the card. So arguably, it's the it's the biggest race of the day, yeah. and or the second biggest race of the day. And and, and they're just they're, they're calling it three thirty eight. It's bonkers. I don't understand it. But um, yeah, good little field, trappy little field. Very hard to have a strong view on what you've seen. Star Law Stout Ryan Moore really good on debut here at Sandown. Um, you know, just travel through the race. Everything went nicely for him in the right place, as you'd imagine, with Ryan Moore in the saddle. Um, quickened up nicely, got first run on them all, was being worn down late on. <laughs> they were all closing in. Maxman Divinum was closing in on him as Arabian Crown. Just had enough, primarily because he was given a great ride by by Ryan and he was in the in the right spot. Um, Maxman Divinum's come out and been beaten at, at um, Newbury since in July. Um, Arabian Crown's actually won um, his last two. Um, he was probably the horse to take out of that race because he was closing in and got a bit of a bump. Um, you know, going to step forward, you'd imagine. Question marks over the stout ER, but, you know, looks the most likely winner. Um, Mort Lake for Rafe Beckett, you know, ran no sort of race first time up at Salisbury and then took a huge step forward at Leicester. Won easily at Leicester in a novice race there um, by five lengths. You know, he's stable in great form. Probably didn't like the soft ground at Salisbury first time up and the better ground should get better ground here at Sandown. So they're the two favourites, most likely winners. You've got a good old in play, 1-1-1, Ablan in there, could be anything. Uh, one at Newmarket, um, heavy odds on, favourite, first time up. Um, by Jabawi, you know, he he looks a smart type. Um, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm going to take a bit of a go on... Devon Menuzier's horse, Devil's Point, Ocean Murphy rides, um, who actually finished behind Star Law in that race um, on good ground. Um, he was the one that got kind of buffeted around a bit and then kept on and definitely didn't know his job really um, at Sandown, but kind of caught the eye a bit that day and then bolted up at Foss Land on loss, Foss loss, Foss loss <laughs> on soft ground um, earlier in the month or last month. Wasn't much of a race, but just travelled brilliantly in the race. Settled, seemed to relish the softer ground. Quickened up really nicely. Um, that was over seven and a half. Uh, this horse will appreciate any rain that falls. Um, if it were to get wet, this will the better the chance for Devil's Point. But I was just prepared to take a bit of a chance on him. I, I know he's around five to one. I just thought I'd rise double the price of the top two, and um, I don't think he. I don't think he deserves to be that big a price. And, um, yeah, I'll give him a chance in, in a bit of an open race. Let's have a look at uh, the opener at Chester on Saturday, one thirty-five. It's that seven and a half furlong handicap with a field of 12. And our old friend Boardman, who loves the track, loves the distance, course and distance when he's won a couple of times. He won recently as May on his last offering at uh, Chester, won by three lengths. 
pull them apart with Phil Dennis on board. We've got David Allen for Tim Easterby, Boardman at Chester, loved the place. Positive impact in there for the Chrisfords, who hasn't won since September of last year. Master Zofni goes, and Revich will be in there as well. But they're all chasing this fairly short prize favourite. It's kind of six to one the rest upwards, and then five to two the favourite, Lord Bertie. William Haggis sends one up to Chester with Danny Tudub on board. This horse has had three runs so far, third on its debut behind Chaldean. That was in July of last year, and then went in August of last year and won at Force Lass. And then on the 5th of August of this year, just a month ago, went and won at Thursk by 12 lengths. The 4-9 to favourite was unchallenged. Danny Tudup rode that day. It's going to be fairly short at Chester, and he's drawn in one. Is that the best draw to be over seven and a half? I suppose it is if you get out. If you miss the break, it's the worst place to be, isn't it, Bill? That's the key. I mean, he, he, he's not a front, he, you know, he's not necessarily a front runner, even though he, he made all at first. He, it's a kind of do or die draw because he probably has to go forward. But mm. um, look, he's a very talented horse, Lord Bertie. You can tell that just his proximity to Chaldean and and just the, the, the way one last time. Uh, probably well handicapped, but these kind of the hurly burly um, seven half furlong handicap around Chester where you can end up, if you miss the pop, suddenly being shuffled right the way back to 7th, 8th on the rail and yeah. having to squeeze your way through. I think he's a very likely winner because I feel, I think he's just ahead of his mark. Probably He's probably a 100-plus horse. Um, the issue is of what price you take him because, you know, I'm looking down prices here. I see it's like 7 or 4 with not many fans are priced up, but that's very skinny. That's very skinny for a horse that is going to need everything to go right. And you're kind of hoping here that he travels, gets out, sits in the box seat, and then switches up the rail. And um, Stuart Mason does. But it's Lord Bertie going clear, you know, all that stuff. You know, it opens up for the Lord. Hats off to the Lord and all that stuff. But here, you know, he he, he will probably go very close to winning. Um, but look, for, for an inexperienced horse, I mean, he's only four start. I wouldn't be taking a short, short price about him. Um, positive impact. Ran well behind Perotto um, last month, um, over a mile. Probably, probably going to relish this this drop back in trip. He's got some Chester form from 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 last year, off a mark of ninety one. Um, definitely see him going well. He's William Buick rides. He's from from <laughs> Trap Three, and then you've got our old friend Boardman in there. Honor sessions in there too. I mean, there's plenty you can make a case out for. Um, I think I would go for positive impact. Um, just on on uh, just his kind of street wiseness. I think he's just going to be a bit more street wise. Um, I thought that was a good run back at, with with um, uh, Haley Turner in the in the Shogar Cup. Um, I think he showed showed enough there. Um, I think that um, the drop in will help. Um, that was off a mark of a hundred. Um, been given a couple of pounds by the handicapper. I just thought positive impact could run well, but I thought it was a fascinating race. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll stick with him. Okay, let's go to Beverly for their Beverly Bullet and Sprint over five furlongs. It's at 2.40 on Saturday. Going up there in Beverly at the moment is good. Uh, you had a horse in this last year, King of Stars, who was behind Tis Marvellous, who won the race for Clive Cox, and he's back again 
with Luke Morris on board. Judicial in there for the Camacho Yard. We'll be looking forward to next weekend in particular. Kurdos is another Clive Cox horse. Apollo 1 goes here, having finished second three times in a row. And Silky Wilkie seems to be at the top of the market for Carl Burke. It's a couple of seconds for him as well recently. And then finished um, eight lengths behind Highfield Princess in the King George at Glorious Goodwood. I think Silky Wilkie had a couple of options for this weekend. So they've decided to go in the Midland Park colours up to Beverly. Are you surprised just a small field last year? I think there were about 13, only seven this time around. Yeah, I mean, Silky Wilkie is the run last night in the Racing League. And that's the, the question that I mean, I think the plan is to back Silky Wilkie up. I think that's the that's their intention to run him. You know, he was fourth by an alligator alley in that big hundred grand race over five at Newcastle last night. So there's no reason he's only four. There's no reason he can't back up, but it's, it's got to be a slight negative to come out and have another quick run so so close. And there's also a danger that, he, that they might not run him. Um, but I think the fact that I think if it was a 14 runner Beverly Bullet, they wouldn't run. I think the fact that there's only seven of them, I think they might be tempted to to roll the dice. Um, Apollo one, you know, there wouldn't be one that deserves it more than him. Um, you know, he's he's he was second on that big handicap on on Derby Day at Epsom, and and, and then went and followed that up with a with second in the Wokium, and then went on and was was second in the Stewards Cup. So um, he's danced every dance. I'm not sure five furlongs is his bag. I can see why they're running here. Um, but you know, there's nothing to suggest that he, he wants the drop in trip. Um, you know, he's kind of run off his feet a bit uh, last summer over five, and <laughs> I think the same could happen here. Um, I was going to just stick with the old boy judicial. I can see of no reason why he won't run really well again. Um, I know he's eleven, which has got to be a negative, but um, you know, we saw Boom the Groom winning the second race in the week the other, the other day, and he's older. Um, so they can do it, these old boys. And the key was just him being trained and focused for the race. And, um, he went and won last year and that run followed, a, or, or, or came after a pretty miserable run two weeks before when he'd finished last at York. And this time he's, he's coming here on the back of not a pad showing, um, where he was just kind of run out of it late in the Shogar Cup. I think that would have put him spot on for this, and um, I just think he'll run well. I thought, I thought the prices. I thought judicial at five to one. Yeah, perfect. I thought, I thought he'd go well. So there's a look towards Sandown, Chester, and Beverly on Saturdays. We look forward to another great weekend next weekend and the return of racing in Hong Kong. So Wally Pyra will be with us as well to look forward to the first meeting of their new flat season in Hong Kong next weekend. So make sure you join us then if you can. Don't forget you can visit the City AM website for all the latest news and horse racing tips. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Tunes, Spotify, Amazon Music and Stitcher to make sure you get the latest episodes as soon as they're released. We'll see you next week for the return of Hong Kong Irish Champions Weekend and that big sprint up at Haydock. Bye for now. <laughs>